0: Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net.
1: All right, Javier, the red light is on. We are recording, and this is uh, audio signal, which is that channel that I like to remember everyone that it was born by the idea that we don't always have to talk about technology, cybersecurity, and society, but uh, I like to talk with people that I wanna learn about. That they do things that interest me and uh, other that interest Sean, which of course is not here today. And uh, lately, as you know, uh, I've been inviting a lot of people from uh, the mentor project, which is this organization that I've joined not too long ago, that is about, yeah, you guess it mentoring. And uh, I have met so many cool people that I feel like even if we never met, because maybe we're far from each other in the world, I feel like we have established a really good relationship. So I I invite them to come on the show and we talk about what they do and who they are and what there is on the horizon for them. So today I'm bringing Javier Sabas Francario from Buenos Aires. How are you, Javier?
2: Hi, how are you, Marco? No, I am feel well. Excellent. I have to tell you that uh, my name is very Spanish, as you realize, and um, for you that you are a Latin person. It's easy to pronounce. But in all Spanish, my name is Saber, like X-Men, the professor Sabre.
1: Oh. So uh,
2: the people can use that name and sometimes they use it because they are sound uh, easy to pronounce, you know?
1: Okay. So, so you're connected with the X-Men, is that what you're telling me?
2: Exactly. <laughs> and I have a little, uh, you see, I lost hair. So in any moment, I'm going to transform in him. <laughs> and also a very funny thing about my second name is they have 200 different meanings. So I have almost one meaning for every single day of the year.
1: There you go. I didn't know that. You want to give me a couple of examples of what, what it means?
2: Yes, exactly. One it's related to the conversion, but in the point of view, of the religion. When you transform one religion in another one. Uh, another one is origin is a person that came from Saba from the Bible, mm. uh, and that is the two moons common meanings, and mm. also the star. Okay.
1: Okay. Okay. So I I can tell, and I think people can tell already that you you like to learn things. I mean, you're, you're already making reference to to science, to uh, the stars, to astronomy, and I know that I'm I'm saying this because Of course, I've read your bio and we have many, many chats together with the Mentor Project. So I know that you have so many interests. So I like to start this conversation from the beginning, which is you. Where where, where were you born and why you became who you are, which is a a teacher? And uh, and what motivates you to to do this job?
2: Okay. I'm born in Buenos Aires, almost 50 years old, years ago, more or less. And uh, um, become a teacher because, in one moment, I started as a science teacher as a hobby. Meanwhile, I was studying naval engineering. So, in that moment, uh, because I have a lot of science involved physics, math, chemistry uh, I started teaching that subject and I realized that it gave me more pleasure to teach than follow the career, the, the engineering career. So I become a teacher and start, uh, in certain way, return to the society all that the society gave me to us, gave me to me when I was following this career.
1: Did Did you actually practice that career for a little bit, and you realize it wasn't for you, or it was you decided not even to to go there? You you decide to go to teaching right away.
2: I have a little practice. I okay. work for seven, for a pair of companies uh, on that area with the ships and everything. I love that. But I live in a country that all the time have economical crisis, have problems <laughs> with the money and all that. So uh, sometimes the industries are up, sometimes the industries is up-down. And I was in a situation where the, our industries were down. So I take very seriously this uh, the teaching and I do it with very pleasure uh, with a uh, hard enthusiasm and I decided to become full time to this.
1: I love that. I love that. I I feel like teaching is is a vocation, right? I mean it, you I don't think you can force yourself to be a good teacher. I think you need to have it to have it inside. And uh, I, and I think you that's that's how you discover it. I mean, you you get pleasure in, in, in educating the next generation.
2: Yes, and apart from pleasure, you need vocation, and also you need to challenge yourself because every single class is completely different. No matter that you have the same group of students, every single day is different because they could have good days, bad days. You could have it, and all these interactions transform completely your life. In certain way, also that your your students. I have many students that follow scientific careers after they had me and all the example that I give you uh, with the technology because I give examples uh, connected to uh, biology, history, math, science, um, uh, geology, glaciology. I don't know. In every single aspect, I could find a lot of examples that they realized that they needed and how they connect the different topics when yeah. things have happened in their real life.
1: Yeah, the, sometimes when you're a kid, too much theory is not, it's not a good thing. I mean, I'm thinking the back at the time where I was a student, right? I mean, I, I enjoy a few subjects and I enjoy not so much other. But now that I look back, and I'm going to ask you about the things that, that you like when you were a student, but to, to, to wrap these this thoughts is that I've always associated the things, the subject that I like with good teachers. Because I think when you are a kid, that can make the difference to create a passion into a subject or to make you hate it. For example, I don't like math. I think I'm not good at it, but I also I'm sure I didn't have a good Professor that make me love it. So what's your what's your experience on that? Uh, do you remember when you were a kid? Like, is this why you like science so much? What make you like science so much?
2: Well, uh, it's a very strange uh, situation in my case because in third grade I said to my teacher, you imagine I have ten years old, no more than that. Eh?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I said to my teacher, sorry, miss, we can see another topic because I remember to. So, this topic last year, and I'm born now (laughs) in the school. So, you can imagine that situation for a kid of 10 years old. And then, during the whole, the rest of my primary and high school, I do the less of the efforts. But in the last year of the secondary, I have a teacher that was working with metal, creating cars. And all that, and he transmit the passion for the physics and the chemistry and the math, and he gave me the tools that I use for understand that the world is managed in certain way by by the, the hard science that they call it here in Argentina,
0: mm-hmm. math,
2: physics and chemistry, and he explained why the car have that angle, why the cars use that materials in that part and not in another part. Uh, what are the steels what are the combinations of the materials you know and all that it gave me he opened my mind in certain ways so i decided to start to study engineering because of them
1: that's beautiful see you, you need the you need the, inspira- the, the inspiration you need somebody that makes you see things uh, with, with passion and um, and i think you're doing it right now i mean do you ever run into kids that don't want to learn what you're teaching them? How do you approach that?
2: Well, I approach that uh, in different angles. Some of them, it's because of humor. All the time, taking jokes and all that. Mm. Sometimes telling them that in every single things that they touch, they learn, they use, there are science involved. Even though with small things like the, the cell phones, notebooks, you know, uh, the chalk, or the markers that we use in the classroom, the paper, the chewing gum, in you know, all that chemistry and physics, and they cannot believe it because nowadays that everybody has the solution in the cell phone. Yes, mm-hmm. All the information is here.
1: Yeah.
2: No one tries to understand how it's made or how it work. So when you explain that, it's that they you open a, a magic world. It's like when the kids enter for the first time in this, and I say, wow. You know, I compare in that way. For me, my Disney, it's uh, Cape Canaveral. I'm sorry. OK, for the <laughs> audience, I love Disney. But this uh, Cape Canaveral is my Disney world. OK, my uh, Rocketland is uh, it's all my world there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know I've seen uh, I've seen you with the with the NASA uh, uniform or, you know, like wearing something. And how is that passion that came from? Because you're talking about. Touching things, being an engineer is about math, is about all of that, and we know we bring that in space. But at least for me, I I don't understand uh, the math of space, let's say, but I'm fascinated by everything that happened there, and I I try to apply that in a more of a um, understanding the unknown, taking a little bit more philosophical. Why do we go back to the moon? Why we went to the moon, and maybe there are political reasons there as well. But, but you are you fascinated into that aspect of the human exploration, or or there is that engineer mind in in you when you look at that too?
2: Unfortunately for you, Marco, in all the aspects, because it's incredible that with one million of pieces, you can make a rocket with the. So powerful that you can go to the moon and come back. Uh, If if you think about that, uh, it's incredible. Yes. And also it's incredible how the, the, the challenge that the human being have in front, we try to solve all the time and try to build something that is incredible. No. If we think about in our parents, no. And they believe that all Europe is going to be one together for them, it's impossible nowadays. They cannot believe it. When they have our age or they were younger after the Second World War. So you now you have whole Europe all together try to conquer Mars and try to travel to Mars. Because the challenge is so big that we need all the the global together. Yes, all the global population with the technology, with the materials, with the knowledge, work together to try to obtain that main goals. And mm. that is for me that the meaning the space It's so big, so immense and so challenging that we need all be together behind that goal.
1: Yeah. You know, it makes me think about the International Space Station and what that meant to collaborate there to have different modules put together by different countries and the experience of people that go to space and they look at the our planet and it's like, why are we even fighting with each other, right? Why can we not come together to resolve bigger problems as, as you said? So th- there is the team. I'm trying to make a connection here with one thing that I wanna talk to you about. So when you put team together that work for a common goal the best of them comes out. And exactly. and I know that you like to do this with your students. So tell yes. me about
2: that. I do it all the time. I found a fantastic way to do it that is called hackathon. I use it all the time with my students. And I put all my students together, especially the first years of the secondary school, one, second, and third. I put together mix by gender, age, and they have to solve a problem with all the things that they learn. But the problem that I give them, it's so hard that all them have something to add into a solution of that problem. For example, I don't know, the third year could talk about or can explain a little bit about radiation. Second year about electricity, third year about the sun and how it's worked and the temperatures and all that. So all them together have to solve some, some idea, sort of challenge for the space. Another group for the earth. But all that knowledge combine and they realize they can work together no matter that they know each other or not. They work in that way. And all the time I try to use it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I love that. And I I also would like to know why you decided to call it Hackathon because we, we were talking about this before we started recording on how unfortunately, and I say unfortunately because I, I work a lot with cybersecurity and I get really mad when I hear that hackers equal to the bad guys. And I like to define that very clearly that hacking is a good thing because you make something better. You break it apart. I always like to say, I don't know if you agree with this, but Galileo was a a hacker. He took a telescope. He didn't invent the telescope. He just made it better. And so that's, that's the essence of hacking. And when you refer that and you give a bad name, in reality, that's being a criminal. So hacking is a good thing for me. And I want to know why. Why you decided to use exactly that word, even if it's not refer necessarily to software and computer, you're talking about solving many other problems. Why did you choose that word?
2: I choose that word because it's essential that you mentioned hacking means they have another complete meaning and it's solve problems. So you solve problems. But not for a but a good idea, but a bad idea or for a bad use. For a good use, like we mentioned before. So why are we not going to use the same word? And marathon, because it takes 24 hours, 48 hours, or 32 hours to solve that problem. And it's people that they are all together to try to find a good solution for a problem or a situation that they have in front of them. And in that time, they try to solve it and find a realistic solution and express the solution and share the solution with the rest of the humanity. You know, that is why I use the word hacking for this kind of event, because I use it in a way of finding solution. Because as you mentioned before, you work with cybersecurity. What was the idea of the hackers? Find a solution for a, with a bad uh, ending. But here we use the word to find a solution, but for a good ending and be useful for the human beings, all the human beings.
1: Yeah. And you, you already have a few of these events. I mean, you said that you, you put together a team in your classes, and I think it's a great idea because kids want to be challenged and, and work in team. And I have great memory for when I was a student to 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 do like team versus team and competing. So I was lucky enough. I had a teacher that will make us do that. So you you have that, but you also, I know that with the mentor project, and I want to know how you got involved with the mentor project as well, you've already organized something that is, a hackathon that is much bigger than just in, in the class. So can you tell me about, your relationship with the Mentor Project and what are the hackathon that, that you have been organizing there? What is now the third year, if I'm not wrong?
2: Yes, three three events, three or four events, not already. Well, my relationship with the uh, with the Mentor Project start uh, like uh, two years ago during the pandemic because uh, I receive an email. About a competition to create a a rover for a run on the moon. That was Moonmark that ran that event. And because I am a little fan of the space, I obtained that a group of students follow me in the idea. And during four weeks in the middle of the pandemic, we work Saturdays, Sundays, very late at night. Very hard in the school, out of the school, uh, in this project, and the kids running one of the categories. Yes, one in one of the categories that it was use of public media, because my students are more related to that area than the science area. Yes, but at the end of the event and in all that process, I receive a newsletter for Moonmark. And appear the word of the mentor project, you know, the, the banner. So I said, mm, interesting. Why am I not going to go and pop up in and see what is going on? So I do that. I enter there. They call my attention because I believe that all the time that I start as a teacher, I said before, I gave to the society what the society gave me to me. So I decided to become. A, a mentor so i have uh, some interviews and they said okay you are in i have the big pleasure of being one of the latin american mentors that they are in the project yes and i one of the one of the argentina so it's a big pleasure for me be on this uh, big project and in one moment, they told me if I had a project to run with them. And I said, yes, I have one that I like it to do it. And it was a hackathon, but with kids from different countries. And uh, the transformation of this is because it's not city against city or country against country that they are all the hackathons, that they are all around the world. In this case, in this case, the kids are mixed up and they have to deal with time zone, languages, ages, gender, you know, and they have to work together and solve a problem. So they realize they can work together with kids from different parts of the world. They don't see each other, never in their life before. And they have to solve and work together. And until now, the experience is great. You don't have any idea how they, they, how they work, how the mentors are involved, and how they appreciate all the efforts that the mentors and the churches made for them. And if I have time, I want to explain a little more about this. Yeah, please. Because it's fantastic. Because all the time when we want to involve kids in the project, what do we think about the prices? You know, what we're going to give them, What a computer, an iPhone, um, uh, programs, I don't know, IT equipment. You know what, they were happy with an interview with the mentors and a certificate, because they saw the view of the mentors and they cannot believe that these people give them their free time, a weekend to work with them.
1: Wow. That's that's a big lesson in how, I'm just thinking like how we we want to, and by we I talk about humanity, you know, become very materialistic and consumism and always have to be, like you said, a money prize or an object or something big to motivate people. But the truth is that kids, which are very, open-minded, because they're not corrupt maybe by the system yet. I'm being a little polemic here. That's all they want. They want the human relationship. And and they're so open to work with each other. And another big lesson here, without worrying about race, age, sex, um, anything, not even age, because if I, if I understand, you have different age uh, kids yes. that work with each other.
2: For example, I have kids from 12 years old to 18, working in the same team with different countries.
1: That's amazing because when you're 12 and you look at somebody that is 13, you think it's way older than you. So how do they work together? Like, do, Do the older one try to take the lead or... Do you have some stories on how we have words? some
2: stories about that? And one is very funny. Yeah, uh, one girl of in that moment, 14 years old, and they have in the group, she was the youngest on the group. She persuaded all the others that the, her idea was the best, and they, they ran her idea at the end. So sometimes it's not so important the age. Is in the way that you mention your idea and how are you ready to fight for your idea and your thought and how you can convince the rest that your idea is the best. I love it. So this is a good example of how we never have to give up and continue fighting for
1: our ideas. Mm. Yep. No. No matter. No matter what. Now. Can you give me some of the some example of the topics that the the challenges that they've been facing in the past competition, and then maybe we can look into what I know there is one coming up.
2: Yes, uh, during the last competition, we made one related to mask and how they fix and everything because it was a topic of the last two years. But also, we have categories in space, cybersecurity. Uh, about um, health, um, about um, communication, law that involves certain areas. No, but one topic that I want to mention is the capability of the our younger kids have to learn. One one kid learn Python in one weekend. <laughs>
1: That's incredible.
2: Because they want to he, he enroll in cyber security, and they have an idea. And he only learn uh, he only has learned C uh, C <laughs> but with Python they tell the, the mentor it's going to be easier to run the idea. And he said, I don't have any idea about this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to teach it. And one weekend he learned Python.
1: Wow. That tells, so, <laughs> that tells you a lot. I hope that it gets hired really soon by some <laughs> cybersecurity company right there. You need people like that. And there is a lot of smart people out there. Exactly.
2: Um, the problem is that sometimes they don't find the place where they go and find and be together with people of they have the same interest. In, you know, because we look for the smart guy, the most wonderful guy, the poor man. But they are nerves in certain way, not in a specific way. Uh, they, it's hard for them to find a place where they feel uh, together or they have the same um, worries, you know, like mm. the space with the debris or health with the strokes or the mask. Uh, and all these people have this, all the kids that they have all these interests. Sometimes they don't find the place. So I believe that this kind of hackathons is the ideal place for them. And they have the opportunity also to contact with kids of the same age from different parts of the world and they realize that they have the same interests, you know? And they have the same worries. And sometimes they listen to the same music.
1: Oh, talking about music and how that, it's a common language. That's that's for sure. Tell me, tell me what, what makes the the winner team the winning team? What I mean is, how how does how do the judges base their judgment on what? Is it just the idea, the solution, or is the way that the team works together the what makes a good team? That's what I'm trying. You know, don't, don't, don't give away the way we judge, otherwise the, the kids are going to hack that too. <laughs> no, no, ju- no.
2: But uh, the, the, the hackathon that we made with the Meton Project is in two steps. Okay. In the first week weekend, they found a solution, they submit a video. The second weekend, they receive a feedback from the judges, and they have one weekend to adjust the video, if they want or not, okay, or the presentation about the comment of the churches. And during that week, they continue working in the solution. You know, and so they receive a feedback. After that, they hand in the second, the second time, and with that, they receive a week after the uh, the winning. Yes, but we evaluate the presentation. The solution, the way that they present the presentation, the timing, because we give them some time to do it, uh, you know, and all this it's evaluated and put all together for obtaining mm, the solution. So we evaluate uh, into into twice. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So the, twi- the twice are considered in the final mark.
1: Got it. So it's also about how they receive they in way. Yeah, they, and Im- implement the advice that come from from exactly. the, from the mentor as well. That's very cool. Now I, I know that there is one coming up. You you mentioned that. Um I, I don't know if it's too early to unveil what the topics are going to be or when it's going to be, but anything that you want to mention about that one, um, you're more than welcome. Uh, to do so
2: thank you very much marco yes there are one that is going to come very soon the idea is to run in october because after that they finish the summer holidays and all the schools is moving again and in general it's three weeks three weekends in october because the the first one is one that they work the second one they have to rebuild or reform the, the presentation. And the third one is going to be the, the, the award celebration. Yes, but uh, the, the categories, we have some categories, but we evaluate every single year to change and adjust what it's needed for a real moment because we evaluate in real time. Like I mentioned before, we made one with masks because it was the topic of that year, but all the time we have space, we have uh, health, we have common uh, cities, you know, arrangement, uh, problems related to, to the cities all the time. Uh, and also we are open from different categories. But the idea is that you can, you bring your own problem on that categories, because in many occasions, we don't give them a challenge to solve. We just put together about the categories, and sometimes not give them a challenge, and sometimes they say, okay, the challenge that you propose us, I don't like it very much. I can use another one? Yes. And they use another one.
1: So in, in this way you're, you're empowering the kids to work on something that is very relevant to them instead of forcing them to work on something that you may think it's what they need to work on, but maybe they maybe we don't know the kids as much as we, we want to.
2: Exactly. That is the idea. To give them a free yes, free idea of think about their challenge. Or their problems that they are worried about, and on that build their own solutions. Of course, they have to follow the their rules about the presentation, about what is going to be charges, the timing, and all that. But they are not going to be disqualified if they bring their own problem. Uh, and the idea is uh, that they they came and they could came and participate. Yes, can participate. But the idea is not that they came with a team because the idea is to be involved with kids from different parts of the world, you know, to solve the the, the idea Mm. or the problem.
1: So I have two questions for you. One, you mentioned the fact that you become a teacher and and then you also become, you join the Mentor Project. And I'm curious, and I've asked this to other people in the past from the Mentor Project. In your opinion, what, what is the difference between being a teacher and being a mentor?
2: I believe that there are not a difference. But the difference is very suitable. Why? In my point of view. Because you could be, I could be a teacher. I can give delivery now a lesson to you about the Zoom, and you are thinking about, oh, when is going to end up this class because this is very boring, you know, <laughs> and I want to escape as soon as possible. <laughs> or uh, you can make it so funny, the class, or so uh, powerful that the class that everybody is going to be connected and they want to continue with the class to you, no matter is the end of the, the bell run, the... No, you know it's the break time, and you want to continue with that. I believe that that is the difference between a mentor and a teacher. Hmm.
1: I, I like. In that. my
2: case, I believe that with some kids, I become a mentor, and uh, with some kids, kids, I am like a teacher.
1: <laughs> so you'll know when the bell rings. The one that run away immediately, you're you're the teacher. The one exactly. they're gonna they want to stay and ask you questions after advice maybe you know they, they're not running away <laughs> that those are probably the ones for which you are a mentor you're you're striking the right chords
2: it exactly for example uh, two weeks ago more or less or one month ago yes two weeks ago three weeks we have an eclipse a lunar eclipse here in Argentina and I have the brilliant idea to ask to the school permission for stay with the kids during that night and the day, af- day after, they have normal classes. They bring the, the dinner. They bring the breakfast. They, all the material for the school. The uniform. Because I work in a private school and they have uniform here in Argentina.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: All together in the school. They take the whole day. They continue studying the whole day and they were happy because of the experience. I love so, for that group of students, I feel that I become a mentor, not a teacher, you know? And I give them the invitation of 40 kids, and the 40 kids, I have almost 35 involved in the project.
1: Wow, that's incredible. So
2: that is what I believe that become a good teacher or a mentor and a teacher, you know?
1: That's, that's a really, really good example, that, the one that you brought in. Um, I really like it, and then let's do one more question. Then, as we as we wrap our conversation here, which is uh, more personal about your own personal experience, which is what does inspire you? Do you have mentors in your life? Have you had mentors apart from the teachers that you mentioned before? But like something or someone that inspire you, and that could be a book, a personality that you never met or maybe someone that you know personally i mean very why what, what what and who inspire you the most to do to be the best that you can be
2: well that is a very good question because i never do it myself
1: <laughs> that's <laughs> why i ask it
2: <laughs> yes uh, and i have to tell you that sometimes or well, person that i cross in my life you know but this person that give you the words that you need in a moment that you need it but you never have the opportunity to see again sometimes in another cases there are books and you say wow like the like machiavelo for example or the art of war for example mm-hmm. but because in the way that you need to think about the problems you know, that that was they give me that two books. The way in, I think, the problems and the solutions and try to see in every difficulty an opportunity.
1: Hmm. So you, you like those books or conversation that leave you thinking, that gives you the, the spark to think in a, in a different way or maybe think more that... Doesn't like just end the book, but it leaves with an open end that it's up to you to to reflect I, on what you did.
2: Exactly. Uh, I learn more from the books than learn me an open ending, and I need to think about that. And also I enjoy very much the conversations with anybody that can learn something. No matter what. No matter if it's about surgery, it's about meteorology, whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that kind of conversation. When the conversation is useless, you know, like, okay, we're talking about the weather and uh, today is cold, there is sunny, it's very hot, you know, and all the time is talking about that. It's like, uh, uh, I, I try to escape from that conversation. You yes. know, it's like my mind traveling in another dimension, in another <laughs> part of the world, you know, but in all the conversation that can, they call my attention or trap my attention. Yes. I stay there as a, as a mosquito.
1: <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that example. Well, I, I agree with you. And I'm going to finish our conversation by saying that I, I learn from every single podcast that I do because I, I always try to invite very smart and inspiring people and I love to be the, the less smart and knowledgeable person in the room because it's the only way that I can get better, right? If I'm gonna go play a sport, I want to play with the better person, the better <laughs> athlete than me, so I can actually improve who I am. I don't need to be. I don't want to be the best because that's a waste of time. So for that, I cherish the conversation that I have the Mentor Project, which let's be honest, for me, it's an honor to be there with so many bright and smart people with a lot of experience in different fields. And I'm glad that through that, I got to meet you so we can have our own conversations and and I will get to participate as a, as a judge into the next hackathon as well. So I wanna thank you for your time. I've I've learned a lot. So for me mentoring it's a a good conversation, I agree with you, can be a really good mentoring experience and and be a mentee at the same time. No,
2: yes, another time we have not to lost that spirit to be a mentor and a mentee. Because sometimes we learn more from our mentees that they can learn for us. I learned with the years. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, with that, which is a very important lesson, which is we can be we can be teacher and at the same time learn a lot from our students and uh, and become better at what what we do. I think that's that's the message for for a lot of people listening right now, and for everyone listening, if they want to learn more about the mentor project, about Javier, about the upcoming hackathon, um, there'll be notes on the podcast and uh, all the way that you can get in touch with Javier on social media and whatever resources you want to share with us Javier from books that you like to links to what else you do uh, with all your passion feel free to to do so so Javier thank you so much and I'm sure I'll have you back as a guest uh, many other times I really enjoyed it Okay,
2: thank you very much Marcos thank you very much all the audience for hearing me And I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as we do. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Blue Lava is the first business platform for CISOs to manage their security program. Blue Lava guides security leaders to effectively measure, optimize, and communicate their security program with confidence and ease in one platform. Learn more at bluelava.net. and society, and some even beyond that.